Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. So over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through his word and through his presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you here. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to make a little announcement. I am going to do a mini Mother's Day giveaway on Instagram. Um, Details will be posted at some point in the next few hours, depending upon when you listen to this. Um, And it will run through midnight on Sunday, Mother's Day Sunday, May 8th, 2022. And so again, you can look for details on Instagram at unedited underscore Meg. Um, in the next little while. I want to talk today about abiding in Jesus and very specifically that Bible reading and prayer is how we abide in Jesus. I'm going to begin by reading John 15, 1 through 8. Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so will you be my disciples. The word abide in this verse is the Greek word um, I think Mino, I don't speak Greek, but that's how it looked to be pronounced. It's number 3306, and it means to remain, to abide, to tarry, to tarry as a guest, to lodge, to be kept, and again, to remain. There is just so, so, so much in this passage, but today I just want to offer a really simple reminder that we have a source, that we have to maintain a connection to that source, and that Bible reading and prayer is really the primary way of how we maintain that connection. Bible reading and prayer is how we abide in him. In this passage, I just want to pull out a few little points. Jesus is talking about a vine very specifically, and he shares several vital points. First of all, he is the source. He says, I am the true vine. He is the supply, all vital nutrients for our Christian life, and Christian productivity, and Christian fruit-bearing come from him. He is the source. 
Number two, he's looking for fruitfulness. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. He is looking for fruitfulness from the lives of his followers. And fruit can come in in the form of fruit of the Spirit. It can come in the fruit of our investments in other people's lives, producing other disciples. It can come in the form of good works. But he is looking for fruit in the lives of his followers. Number three, we can't bear fruit unless a connection to him is maintained. He says, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. We have to have to have to stay connected to Jesus if we are going to be fruitful as is his desire. Number four, he says, apart from him, we can do nothing. And this is a phrase that I probably quote back to Jesus every single day. I cannot do anything, nothing of eternal value at least, without him. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That statement is so sobering to me. And it is such a good reminder of my absolute all out 100% need for dependency upon him need for reliance upon him for every single shred of what I am and what he wants me to be. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Number five, when we don't abide, we end up losing out with God. He says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. So we have to abide. The only way to maintain a Christian life that's going to endure all the way to the end is to again maintain our connection to him. And number six, if we abide, he says our prayers are effective, God is glorified, and we bear much fruit. Now I want to put one quick disclaimer in there. This is not a blank check when it comes to prayer. This is not make demands of God because we understand that God is sovereign and God has a will, and our prayers are not always answered in the way that we pray, but he does align our prayers with his will and he does give us faith when those prayers are not answered as we had maybe hoped so I just want to throw that little disclaimer out there but God is glorified and we bear much fruit he says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you by this is my father glorified that you bear much fruit and so will you be my disciples so really the question is we see We have this incredible need to abide in him, but how do we abide in Jesus? We abide in Jesus by daily walking with him. And I think it is so important to remember that when we become Christians, when we are Christians, we form two relationships. We form one relationship with the church, with the body of Christ, with our fellow believers, and we form another relationship, which is our primary relationship. It's the relationship with Jesus. And that is the relationship that each one of us was created for. And this relationship is literally the key to every other aspect of our Christian walk. Every single piece and part of our Christian life flows from this relationship. And unfortunately, sometimes people become Christians and they learn how to go to church, have a relationship with church, and they don't learn how to have a one-on-one, daily, close, connective, 
walk with Jesus. They don't learn how to abide in him. And Jesus was not looking for people who knew how to go to church and punch a religious time card. He wasn't looking for people who could check the boxes of duty and routine. He desires for each one of us to have a vibrant, close, deep, sustaining connection to him that happens daily. And this can only happen as we every single day get into his word and get into his presence. And there is a transference of vital nutrients from him to us. There is a flow that happens when we are plugged in to him as the branch and us, or to him as the vine, excuse me, and us as the branch. We cannot survive spiritually without this flow that can only come through this connection to him. He is the source. He is the supply. And we are the ones who must choose to maintain that connection through daily submitting ourselves in study and in humble obedience to his word, through daily prayer and surrender of our rights and our ways and our will. These are the things that will block off the flow of those nutrients if we don't daily check them at his feet. And so again today, this is just a simple reminder that time spent in Bible reading and prayer is how we abide in Jesus. Yes, there's certainly other aspects. There's holding on to our faith. There's choosing to remain faithful. There is definitely an element of faithfulness to the body of Christ and to church attendance. Those things are all pieces of abiding. But I would submit to you that the primary way we abide in Jesus is through the simple habit of Bible reading and prayer. And in the simplest terms, this is the habit that sustains our connection to the only one who is a source. Just like we've never seen a branch that was cut off of a grapevine, bearing fruit on the ground, growing grapes, our lives can only produce the fruit he desires through this connection to him. It's the only way. And again, this is the primary responsibility that I have is to maintain my connection to him apart from him. I can do nothing. And I did look up the definition for nothing, just to be sure. It still means not anything, no single thing. And so remember, time in his word and time at his feet is not pointless. It is us connecting to him as the source. Everything flows from that. And it is how we have a fruitful Christian life. It's how we abide in him. Today I'm going to share a simple thought called pruned for more fruit. This is based on the same passage of scripture as the opening. Slightly different take on it, but I will share today's unedited entry, pruned for more fruit. And before I do, I just want to put out a little reminder. These entries are really how I've learned how to study the Bible. For this particular entry, the thought came to my mind during a Sunday night worship service, and then I studied the passage in the following days. I watched some YouTube videos of what pruning a vine looks like, a grapevine specifically. And so again, these are not always perfectly ordered. These are just thoughts that I jotted down. Sometimes I say they're sermons I preached myself. Um, Things God showed me as I dug treasure out of his word. And so today's little unedited entry pruned 
for more fruit. At some point during service last night, Jesus' words in John 15 came to mind. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, so that it may bring forth more fruit. On the heels of that verse, several lines from Ugo Bassi's sermon in a hospital came to mind. But the vine standeth stripped and desolate, left a leafless stalk. Then an image of the trunk of a grapevine, stripped of old branches. This was an aha moment for me. This passage is about a vine, not a tree. LOL. I don't know why, but probably because I'm from Wisconsin with trees, not vines, I have always thought of pruning a tree in relation to this verse. When you prune a tree, you generally do not cut it all the way back. You trim branches down, cut off some twigs, and remove sucker shoots that will drain resources from the main body of the tree. Not that I've done a lot of tree pruning, but from what I know, that's the general idea. But Jesus is talking about a vine. Duh. And he doesn't say prune as in trim. He says purge as in cut all the way back. Purging a vine literally leaves it a leafless stalk. In watching a few videos on the process, on the first few sentences statements was this quote, pruning is a dwarfing process. The benefits, it increases increases fruit size and quantity. It stimulates growth near cuts. It increases sugar content. It decreases disease problems. Increases light distribution. Okay, I could preach right there. When you prune the vine, you're pretty much injuring it. So when you prune back really hard, it's going to trigger the vine to produce a lot more shoots. That is a quote off of a YouTube video as well as these following quotes. Inside the cordon, the main two horizontal branches off of the trunk are latent buds. They're just waiting for a reason to come out. When I cut back this hard, I'm probably going to trigger latent buds to come out of this vine. These buds won't come out until I cut it back this hard and injure it like this. Pruning it back this severely will likely affect your crop level this year, but you'll definitely see the benefits in the year after. Wow, there is just so much there. I'm not sure I can even fully flesh it out, but here are a few quick points. Pruning is done with greater fruitfulness in mind. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Pruning is a dwarfing process. It was almost shocking to see how many branches and twigs were removed in the process. The vine was dwarfed. There were fewer shoots, but that equates to greater fruit size and quantity. Less branches equals more fruit. Pruning stimulates growth near cuts and releases latent buds. These buds don't come out until I cut it back this hard and injure it like this. The pain of pruning causes growth and allows dormant potential to be released. There are some things in our lives that will not come to fruition until other things have been cut off. Pruning is injuring. When you prune the vine, you're pretty much injuring it. It's going to trigger the vine to produce a lot more shoots. There is pain in pruning. It is an intentional injury. 
It is purposeful pain. The cutting of the purging process is done with great precision and great intent. The cutting of the moment will produce the harvest of the future. Ugo Bassi wrote, But the vine standeth stripped and desolate, left a leafless stalk. The vine standeth stripped of what it used to have, stripped of what was previously good, stripped of purpose in the moment following cuts and injuries, stripped of previous potential and previous gains, stripped and desolate, stripped having endured the pain, left feeling naked and bare, the vine dwarfed from what it used to be and what it used to possess, the vine stripped by the one who never makes a cut without intent, stripped by the one who sees latent buds, sweeter fruit, and greater harvest. Purging is, after all, a compliment of sorts. Jesus said, Every branch that bears fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. He cuts and injures and dwarfs and prunes because you were fruitful. The pruning is proof of productivity. The purging is evidence that he didn't cut you off as an unfruitful branch. The pruning is proof that he sees greater potential in you. The pruning shows you're still alive no matter how painful the process has been, irregardless of how severely the branch was cut back, and irregardless of the methods employed in doing so, and irregardless if the crop is affected this year, the pruning will yield results if we stay connected to him. The pruning was both a compliment of what you were doing and a signal that he will increase your capacity and produce fruit in the future. We must simply abide, simply endure the process, and we must realize that he is the one at work. He is the one who cuts, and he is the one who brings the harvest in due season. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Endure the shears, endure the process. The pruning is precise, planned, and intentional. Endure and abide. Again, that was just a little journal entry based on John chapter 15, pruned for more fruit. And today I just wanted to put out that simple reminder to abide in him and that Bible reading and prayer is how we do so. I read a quote yesterday via worship blog on Instagram from A.W. Tozer and it said, the man who would know God must give time to him. He must count no time wasted, which is spent in the cultivation of his acquaintance. He must give himself to meditation and hours of prayer on end. So did the saints of old, the glorious company of the apostles, the goodly fellowship of the prophets, and the believing members of the Holy Church in all generations. And so must we do if we follow in their train. Let's choose to spend time seeking him, staying connected to him, in his word and on our knees, because truly, apart from him, we can do nothing. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, 
You can visit MegUnedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, 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 happy Friday.